0: All right, Jake, we're back.
1: Another week has it. passed. <laughs> this one went fast. It was a quick week. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's good. Yeah. I don't know if mine was quick uh, or guess. not. I just got my yeah. my
0: minds on. I'm in Disneyland in my mind, but I'm not there yet. I got two more
1: weeks. Two more weeks. <laughs> or Disney World, my bad. <laughs> yep. I, I know the feeling. Yeah. Uh, vacation coming up it's hard to stay focused on the task at hand
0: right right um how was your week your fast week
1: it was good i did some traveling i went to texas um that was a quick trip and then uh, came back and just a normal day went to that uh brew fest last night at uh, up at cosi that was fun what part of texas
0: did you go to you just skimmed Uh, over that
1: yeah, uh, Dallas. I went to Dallas. Yeah, yeah. I was just there for, I mean, I, I spent more time traveling to and from than I actually spent in Texas, but. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Business yeah, Quick little trip. Business yeah. trip.
0: Yeah. I've never so, been to Texas.
1: Yeah. It was warm. It's oh, that's about, good. What, you, about <laughs> what you'd expect, you know? It was, it it's was not like, warm here. It was like low 80s the day I was there. Dang, yeah, that'd be so nice. High seventies, low eighties, yeah, not bad.
0: You, you put some sunscreen on your head. <laughs> I did not.
1: I did not. I wore <laughs> I wore my hat. I didn't have to worry about getting burnt.
0: Oh, well, the pot. This is the 30th episode. It's kind of like a milestone.
1: Yeah. I mean 30 weeks in,
0: huh? Yeah, 30's a big number. It is. It's commitment. Consistency. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> speaking of that. Our podcast age. I I realized my wife pointed out that I forgot my age. <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling everybody I'm 32, but my wife said I'm 31.
1: You are 31.
0: I'll be damned.
1: <laughs> I for <still> like, was <laughs> for like seven more months.
0: <laughs> hey, at least you know how old I am. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, that was a big thing for me this week. I've been telling people I've been I was. 32 for the last like year yeah and i guess i'm 31 so that's awesome
1: <laughs> you just gained a year yeah i feel younger <laughs>
0: I feel better like i was like wow i'm 32 like i need to get my life together and yeah. uh and i'm like i'm 31 i'm, I'm still young yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wish i was 30 though like yeah. the podcast oh well we'll yeah. be tied up next week yep yep for a week I was also at my daughter's gymnastics, and someone asked me how old my youngest was. And I said three, but she's actually two. Like, I am really jumping ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about it for a second, and I'm like, yes, she's three, but she's two and a half. (laughs) I thought about that later.
1: I'm a mess, dude. You need to get it together.
0: (laughs) Eh. What's wrong with looking ahead?
1: (laughs) When you look ahead, you miss the. The present, right?
0: Yeah, I don't get it. I'm not smelling the flowers. You're not
1: smelling the flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy the moment. So, how was the brew fest? It was good. They had a bunch of breweries set up. Uh, You know, it was at Kosai. So, they were on all three levels. Uh, And they gave you a little sampler glass and you just walk up to the table. They poured a little bit of their beer in there. Yeah. On your way. Yeah. It was, I tried quite a few. Different breweries. There were some good ones. There were some not as good ones. Uh, and then you're at Cosi, well so you can, a gamble. Yeah, so you can go, you know, check out the exhibits and stuff like that. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like being a big kid.
0: Yeah. So they shut down the kids' science center for adults to get drunk.
1: <laughs> well, it's like they they call it Cosi after hours, so it's like uh, I don't know. Wow. They would nor- they would normally be closed after this. <laughs> Of because after dark.
0: Super nerdy. Yeah, it was fun.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: well. Did you end up staying up there? Did you drive back home, or
1: how? Oh, uh, we came out? back. We we came back. We ha- we just got a sitter for a few hours. So
0: there you go. Yeah, yeah. Not too bad. Getting a fleet of babysitters is like a major key to surviving. Uh, parent early parenthood.
1: Yeah, dude, you have literally a fleet.
0: I have yeah, we (laughs) have a fleet. Um speaking of that, we're actually getting one this afternoon and we're going to the movies. Oh, that should be fun. What are you gonna see? It's between Creed Three and Cocaine Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that? That movie (laughs) wasn't did you meant you might have mentioned that when we brought up the cocaine hippos?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Maybe he did. I mean, I, I think yeah.
1: we ta- I think we talked about it previously. Yeah, it
0: kind of goes hand in hand. Well, I mean, if we did, I forgot about it because I was looking up movies and I said well, Cocaine Bear. I was like, "What is this?" Like, <laughs> and then I like watched the trailer. It looks awesome.
1: I think it's based on a true story, isn't it? Uh,
0: I think loosely, yeah. It's yeah. like somebody read. I don't know when that happened. Yeah, it. it I did see that when I looked it up. Like, yeah. it's loosely based off of when. A bear ate uh, seventy-five pounds of cocaine. <laughs> uh, that was lost. I, it's kind of like the plot line is, a like drug plane like crashed or mm-hmm. dropped a bunch of cocaine in the woods, doing a flyover, and then a the bear eats it. And go- in, in the movie, it goes on a murderous rampage through the state park. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, does this story take place in Zanesville, Ohio, by chance?
0: <laughs> right right yeah it, it feels like something that could have <laughs> yep as a i don't know some of you know some of you don't depending on if you're new listener or old we're based out of zanesville which is the city that is uh at least got national uh notoriety for the um exotic animal release which we've talked about before a bunch of uh <laughs> but we got a shout out on tiger king a bunch of um uh, they claim that yeah. the man committed suicide and let all his animals loose. And there's a lot of different theories that he didn't, and someone else let him loose. <laughs> it's a distraction of the whole murder, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, Clayton, who was supposed to be on the show today, mind you, he bailed yeah. on us. What a dick, uh, yeah, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> because we, we really wanted his, his input on what our real talk is going to be today but anyways Clayton just started watching Tiger King last week (laughs) like he's like way
1: behind he's got he just saw this new show
0: (laughs) yeah he's out there
1: that he's never seen before
0: new to him he was at work (laughs) this morning and he started talking about Tiger or not this morning but this week and he started talking about Tiger King and everybody's like yeah you're like freaking three years behind but (laughs) yeah that was a great show and we're like Everybody's like laughing about it and reminiscing, trying not to spoil
1: it for him. Cause that is, that was a good series. It was. Yeah. <laughs> that was Joe crazy. exotic is a very entertaining character. That is for sure.
0: Right. Yeah. And like I said, Zanesville got shouted out on that too, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm like envious of him getting to relive the tiger King, the tiger watch King it for COVID the first time. <laughs> right? right.
1: Yep. Uh, I I, I got to be honest. Uh, I did not expect Tiger King to be one of the topics on the podcast today. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, that, I need
0: to hang up something on a wall. I have, I have. You've seen it. You've been in the studio. I got that ti- that <laughs> Bengal tiger. Uh, yeah, I think it's an original painting, dude. I mean, it's pretty cool. I need to hang it up. Like, I don't know. Like Great right there. Yeah. Somewhere. Somewhere.
1: <laughs> There's no. But room. you need. But you need to get uh, Joe Burrow smoking a cigar painting on it as well put into the picture
0: yeah Yeah. oh shoot anything else you want to touch on the intro
1: no no i don't think so uh,
0: yeah no it seems like you're doing better in the life of three you usually get on we're
1: getting used to it i'm i'm still pretty wore out but i think that's more from uh you know, staying up late last night and time change and everything like that. So, oh yeah, did you keep the party going?
0: The Coastline party going when you got home?
1: Uh, not really. No, we just kind of went to bed. But yeah, those, um, it's. I'm just. I'm 31 now, so I'm getting old, right? I'm sure you're not 32.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not yet. The, those yeah. um those brewery IPA type beers kind of hit different. They're a little heavy.
1: They they do. Yeah. They they That's require. What, I'm, I'm glad. That, I'm glad they gave us a little cup instead of a big one, because
0: <laughs> I
1: if I would have had a couple of them big ones, I'd have been cooked.
0: going to tear up even the most iron of guts. <laughs> you know? Especially,
1: especially when you're like drinking a lot of them and like a bunch of different kinds. Yeah, it's like liquor almost, like yeah, yeah. mixing
0: uh, all that, all that weird stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was feeling it this morning. That's for sure. Yeah, they that give the worst hangovers. <laughs>
0: Those brewery beers They'll yeah, get you
1: hung over, man. Which I drink those, you know, a couple of them, at, yeah. you know, but not like a bunch of different types and not as much as, that's like not the only thing that I drink. Yeah. Usually like, I'll have a couple of those at dinner and then switch something else, but. And just like go to bed.
0: Yeah. But if you right. like, if you try to like, if you like get drunk on brewery beers, heavy beers, IPAs, man, you, you will feel it in the yeah. night. You regret. You'll wake up and regret all them hoppy, all the hops.
1: <laughs>
0: yep. Um. Well, you want to kick off Patriot of the week, or is that is sure? That me? Yeah, I
2: can do
1: it. I can Let's do it. it. Who'd you see? Uh, my Patriot of the week is Greg Luganis. He is uh an Olympic diver from the seventies and eighties. Um, yeah, and he. So he won Does he have a stash? Uh, uh he probably <laughs> did back then. I'll have to get a picture and share. It. <laughs> um but he's he's considered one of the best divers of all time. Um probably at least the best American diver for sure. Um, Legit. Yeah, so he's he won uh three gold medals uh, in the 78, 84, and 88 games. Or uh, sorry, 76. 84 and 88. Wow. Um, yeah. So quite a, quite a span, quite a career there. Um, right. and he, he announced this week that he is going to be auctioning off his medals um, and, <laughs> and donating the money to charity. So huh. that's I cool. That's that pretty cool. That's uh, you know, he's found a cause that was near and dear to his heart. And he says that the uh, you know, the record will show that he had the medal. He doesn't need this physical piece of metal to uh to remind him of his great accomplishments. So yeah, that's I cool. That was kind of cool. Yeah. It is. Um
0: I also saw, did you see this? Um I think it was maybe Kareem Abdul Jabbar did the same thing recently oh, yeah? too. Yeah, so is that, that's my Patriot that, that would probably be a better <laughs> than the one I have picked. But I think it was Kareem he auctioned off a lot of his memorabilia including here it is. This was this week. I I pulled up the article right now. He netted almost $3 million in proceeds. Uh, It said, it doesn't say all proceeds went to charity. It says much of the proceeds in quotation marks, but those included 234 lots of NBA memorabilia that he had collected himself, which included championship rings, his 1987 ring sold for 398 K his 85 NBA championship ring 343k and he had two other rings and he donated it says much of the proceeds to charity so he <laughs> a little bit sure um but he also said uh sell it all he doesn't care I mean he's a legend and he's 70 mm-hmm. whatever years old so he's probably had that in the trophy room for a while yeah I mean that's pretty cool that those guys would do that.
1: Yeah, that'd be tough. So, it would be tough. I mean, that's I mean, your that's your whole life, you know, your whole life's work, and you're just kind of giving it away. That's so cool. Yeah, always so, good to see somebody, uh, you know, donating their, yeah. their time and their money.
0: So and um and and we got people like you who just donate your like toilet bowl trophies from the Gusmacker to freaking Goodwill, or did you just no, throw them in the trash?
1: I threw them in the trash. <laughs> I, I didn't even donate them.
0: You could have put that up on eBay, man. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and donated no, to charity. There's actually a. Um, I should I should have given them to you. Yeah, I am the <laughs> professional eBayer. Which um, I know we like we're always touching on eBay, but I I just I just can't keep it out of my mouth. But I have an eBay story this week. Okay. Well, I know we've talked about uh how our generation grew Mm -hmm. up with pokemon and how that's a big deal and stuff like that's worth a lot of money from the the first eight wave of pokemon um i actually bought red of the game boy games i bought pokemon red yellow and um, blue blue, complete in box with the box on ebay okay so I was ri- I was kind of excited. I'm all, all this talking about it got me jazzed up about it. So mm-hmm. I bought them for four hundred bucks. Okay, oh my goodness. So I got red, yellow, blue with the box, the Game Boy games, right? Uh-huh. And I was kind of excited about it. Well, they got here Friday, and the dude shipped them like they're like a crushable object right they're the the boxes yeah. and he had them they're all folded up they weren't like flattened out okay so this guy shipped them in a freaking um uh, prepaid envelope right he had all the boxes just <laughs> in a envelope like not crushable yeah. so they arrived they were flattened crushed as heck <laughs> and i was like for real so they like and I'm like the eBay guy. So I'm like, come on, dude. He had like a hundred percent positive seller rating. Like he's been doing this a while and they mm-hmm. all got crushed in the mail. So I was like, man, I'm not accepting this. Like I'm going to yeah. be that, I'm going to be that nerdy guy. I complain about, but come on. <laughs> so I submitted a, and in, in the listing says no returns. Well, I like opened a case on eBay against him. <laughs> I was like, the seller should know better. Like, could you at least like they, they said, se- he did a prepaid USPS envelope, but like he just as easily could have picked the prepaid box and it right. got crushed. <laughs> so I got to package those up and return them. I actually have them right, right beside me on my desk, but
1: man. Well, I'm oh sorry well. it didn't work out for you. Well, now I got my
0: 400 bucks back and I probably just won't do that anyway. Anyway, what I was going to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh well. That's funny. Oh, well. Maybe, well, I only played Pokemon Yellow anyway, so maybe I'll go after a Yellow. I don't need blue, red. That's Uh, the one where Pikachu follows you around, right? Pika, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Did I ever tell that story? Um, when I was a kid, I was real. I the Game Boy Color just came out, and Pokemon Yellow is what I bought, and I was walking. I was playing it all the time, and my dad. This is in the Colony Square Mall. I was I pulled the Game Boy out of my pocket and started playing with it. And I just beat the first gym leader. I don't know if you play those games, mm-hmm. but that's hard to do. Oh, yeah, yeah so gym like leaders were tough. But beating the first one was like your your first big achievement. Then you like unlock the rest of the game. It takes like
2: mm-hmm.
0: an hour and a half or two hours of grinding, which is annoying. <laughs> so I yeah. beat the first gym leader and I was in the mall trailing behind my dad. And, uh, I got real excited and Clayton was with me too. And he had the same game and I was like, I just beat the gym leader. And I like freaked out. And then my dad smacks the game boy out of my hand. <laughs> he swats it. He, Cause he was annoyed that I was screaming about a game boy. And he said, he said don't you be carrying that, that damn thing around here. And embarrassing me like that. And so he smacked it up. He smacked the game boy out of my hand and, uh-huh. it, I, it didn't break the game, but the batteries came out and I lost my progress. Because <laughs> then I had to That's do it. Is. It was like, uh, probably, a, yeah, I didn't save the game and yeah, the batteries <laughs> right. went flying across the mall and, you know, probably part of me wanted to cry, but, and I was like, <laughs> I just like looked at him and was like, okay, no Game Boying, no walking in Game Boy. <laughs> Anyways. Poor okay, little Craig. Yeah. Scarred me, anyways. Yeah, then later, you know, he really hated Pokemon. (laughs) I think most parents did, yeah, yeah. So, my Patreon of the week might as well be Kareem Abdul Jabbar, but instead, it's Donald Trump. Okay, did you see this? Um, he released a new single, a new song out on iTunes and it topped the charts. He was, he beat out, uh, Morgan Wallen and, um, gosh, I don't know what the next popular song is. Uh, Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift, Drake, Trump has topped the charts on iTunes with his new single titled justice for all. He's the number one song on iTunes. How about it? Add it to the list of his accomplishments. So (laughs) I know, right? This dude's a money making machine. Um, And I don't think the proceeds are going to any charity. They're probably going to fund his 2024 (laughs) campaign. campaign, But, dude, he's a genius. He's a money-making genius. (laughs) So he came out with a single on iTunes, Justice for All. And it's Donald Trump featuring the J6 prison choir, who's currently in jail in the Washington, D.C. jail. (laughs) Apparently, members of this choir are part of the January 6th insurrection.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: I could. You gotta be what. kidding! <laughs> I could. Deci- I can't make this stuff up. I no. almost. I almost put it in. What the crap? Yeah, I was like that's a good running low on <laughs> Patriot of the Week fruit. So I was like, you know what?
1: It's he Patriot, is a machine. Man.
0: So he's using. I mean, gosh, I can't believe it. It's topped the charts. That's saying something. I need. To I find can't believe he. I need to hear it, dude. Just go to iTunes and then yeah, type. I mean I don't know where the charts are but he topped the charts. He beat Morgan Wallen also <laughs> released a new album. Yeah. The same week but Trump's song. <laughs> I didn't hand up. I actually I didn't even listen to the song. <laughs> Cuz when you play the oh, preview man. uh mm-hmm. it doesn't it's like 30 seconds. It doesn't even mm. like actually get into the, to the song but whatever it must be a banger dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. Just like the uh what was the thing? His crypto.
1: Yeah, his uh digital trading cards, his NFTs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sold Dude. out yeah.
0: Immediately. Dude, this guy just has his finger on the pulse of America somehow. Like and, and we get on this podcast and kind of joke about it, but <laughs> NFTs and rap songs. <laughs> So if I would have caught this, if this would have, like, if he would have dropped the song today, I'd have been, like, it definitely would have been a what the crap, just yeah. like his uh, <laughs> digital trading cards were. But we have the benefit of it being, like, a week later, and he, once again, defied the odds and topped the charts. So yep he wants to win that presidential candidacy, man. So Patriot of the Week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good stuff. Good, Good stuff.
0: stuff. Well, I guess it's time... To reel back in a little and Clayton was supposed to be on the show but mm-hmm. he's not. He's actually riding his razor at a uh, Luburg Lake and he ditched us.
1: <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> Which
0: is not surprising but I really wanted his input on this one because the topic this week is very important and he's a he's a guy like me. Lots of wheeling and dealing. Lots of entrepreneurship but the topic is negotiation, which is, uh, something just everybody has to deal with and really in every asset of life. But I wanted to talk about negotiation, some of what I've learned and things that work, things that don't, because Mm. negotiation is a major key to life. Like you're not going to get around negotiating. Just like we've talked about before, life is all about compromising, uh mm-hmm. this is kind of a different same idea but different topic I wanted to get into a little negotiation.
1: Yeah, I think the difference between compromising and negotiating. Com- compromise is what can you live with? What what are you willing to accept? Yes. Um where negotiation is what can you get? How much how you know how far can you get? Yes. Um, so so it's it's kind of the other side of the coin.
0: Yeah, they they kind of go hand in hand. But in some situations, you're going to compromise. I think that's a lot more with family type things. Mm-hmm. You're going to be compromising. I mean, it, it, It's hand in hand, but we're going to talk about the nuts and bolts of negotiation and what works and what doesn't. And I kind of wanted to preface this with, I, I read a book uh, by Chris Voss. He's a former FBI hostage negotiator. And uh, I wanted to talk. Foreshadow this talk with a little bit of history um there was i mean obviously what who's a better negotiator than an fbi hostage negotiator right so uh, donald, I bet trump. This, donald yeah. trump
1: is a better negotiator
0: <laughs> maybe but there's a little history like a big change happened in 1975 when the united states was sued it's called Downs versus United States is the court case. Anyways, there's an incident in 1971. There was a string of plane hijackings in 1971, mm-hmm. and the plane stopped to refuel. This was in, I, I believe, uh, the plane flew out of um, Nashville, Tennessee. It was hijacked, and the guy who hijacked the plane named George Giff, Jr., this is just one man, he stopped to refuel the plane in Jacksonville, Florida, and the FBI was there, and their negotiators were on the ground. Right, so the mm-hmm. old school way of negotiating was actually more so, more or less they would lean towards brute force, take him out. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. and this all changed after the 1975 court case. The the FBI's um, tactics, if you will. Um, so they got the plane on the ground and two of the hostages actually convinced Gift Jr to let them go. So the situation the plane was grounded, two hij- two hostages were let go and then the FBI instead they had a stagnant situation with negotiators on the ground and they had comms with the uh, negotiator instead of continuing that the negotiation, they decided to take the shot. Mm-hmm. and they missed and the result of that ended up being a disaster and gif uh changed to the nuclear option and shot three more hostages in a rage oh and um uh, I, I i forget how it all ended but the united states ended up getting sued for wrongful death because they did not make a reasonable attempt at negotiation prior to making the tactical intervention. And that that right there changed the FBI's tactics forever. It was kind of a Mm -hmm. historical thing. So they they made a commitment to negotiating after that because they got sued and the courts agreed with the victims that they should have kept the negotiations going. Okay. That that led to a lot of studies and things being done at all the major institutions during the 70s and 80s at Harvard and whatnot mm-hmm. and that's when the FBI started to dive into the question of you know negotiation and what would be the best practices And then end up coming out of Harvard, they ended up with these, these I'm, I'm losing my words here a little bit but th- these the they came up with a system out of Harvard okay which th- they didn't get it right either because their studies were all done by intelligent individuals but what ended up happening in real life is people are not ra- rational so they came up with these, his name is Tversky and Kahneman all right and they came out with a system of negotiation with rational human beings but what the FBI found out later from use in the field is these these tactics don't work and people are predictably irrational in mm-hmm. emotional um situations so i just wanted to preface that this whole talk with with that history of negotiation. So what do you, what do you kind of think
1: about that? I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it, it does make sense. And, uh, you know, you see that a lot of times with, uh, you know, something goes wrong, a lawsuit happens. How are we going to prevent that from going from happening again in the future? We need to yeah. reevaluate the way we do everything and change it, Right. which it's, that that's, that's part of growing. That's part of improving. Right. Uh, which yeah. is a good thing. Yeah, um, it's like science. You know. It's science. It's
0: trial and error. Yep. Um and then that, that those incidents in the 70s, you know, kicked that all off. But then what the the the, the Harvard theories that they came out with, um here's the conclusion, it is self-evident that people are neither fully rational or completely selfish. Their tastes are anything but stable. Humans are in fact predictably irrational. So, when you start a negotiation, there is many things that they found out since then, that they found out like how to predict humans' mm-hmm. irrationality. Um, there's like there's cognitive bias involved, which is unconscious beliefs uh, entering negotiations that, that are not going to change that you have to deal with. Uh, there's the framing effect. There is a prospect theory, which is explains why we take. Um, unwarranted risks in the face of uncertain losses. There's, it's, there's a ton. uh, I mean, I'm a nerd when it comes to this. My major was (laughs) psychology. There's Mm -hmm. all these theories. I mean, loss aversion, uh, the human's natural instinct to avert loss at all costs. There's just so many things going on when you start negotiating, and there it's like a, it's almost like a, Uh, orchestra playing, and there's all these things going. And I just wanted to talk about successful ways to navigate the human animal. So I, and here are the things I pulled from that book uh, that work. Mm -hmm. We have mirroring, which is emulating who you're negotiating with, right? That is a, (laughs) that is a tried and true tactic. okay? Okay. Because, and to be a mirror, okay, you want to emulate their speech, uh, emulate their attitude. That's how you gain empathy. That's the goal. And mm-hmm. if you're mirroring, you you are emulating, and it gains trust. Like it's like the human human right. nature. You want to emulate their emotional mm-hmm. level.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, this guy's just like me. I can trust him. So right, right, yeah, that and makes it, sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can dive for. I'm just going to touch on my high points. But there's mirroring, there's tone of voice, there is a, a element that you should do beforehand called an accusation audit, and uh, there is the power of the F word and when to use it. That is my, really, my four topics on negotiation. I want to talk about tone of voice in a negotiation, and really. What Voss says is there's really three tones of voice that you can enter a negotiation with. Um, you can be assertive. You can do the late night FM DJ voice, which is calm and cool and, uh, welcome, <laughs> you know, confident. <laughs> yeah. Late night FM DJ. And there <laughs> is also the playful and positive, and to put a smile on your face.
1: Yeah. What one do you think is the best? I think it depends on the situation and who you're trying to negotiate with, right? It it absolutely does. That's why there's three tactics
0: that you should use. Um, so if you have a highly emotional individual, the best voice is the late Most night old. FM DJ. Oh, okay. You want to keep it calm and cool when you're trying to lower their emotional state, and the, the that's that's for that situation. But the most the best and most common voice you want to use is
1: assertive. playful
0: and positive. You no, know, playful and positive. Hmm. And you want to smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And assertive is is the same thing. It, it's it's when one you use when you're dealing with an emotional and visual. But by and large, the FBI has concluded after 30 or actually 50 years of study that playful and positive and keeping a smile on your face is the best way to be in a negotiation. And um along with mirroring, I mean, that's, that's the way you mirror. I mean, you want to kind of change, you want to get a win-win, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that, I mean, the best way to cool someone who's being emotional is to mirror them. That way you can gain trust and get empathy and, and then you can neutralize, you know, their high emotional state. Once you gain a point of trust, sure. And um, hmm. the accusation audit. This is what you should do hmm. before you start a negotiation. You're gonna you're entering a negotiation. You need to consider what what I mean by accusation audit is what is that person going to say that's bad? What is that? Like when you're going to sell a car, right? Mm-hmm. You already know the negative things about your car, right? Mm-hmm. And what they're thinking. And this is by pointing those things out, and that that will gain their trust. Okay, what they're already thinking anyway. You're going to gain trust, a level of trust, by pointing those things out and um, neutralizing their negative thoughts that they already had anyway. Like mm-hmm. people, people are not. As dumb as you want to think, you know, like, you 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 know, you don't want to enter a negotiation thinking you're smarter than them. Um, So you you really need to do an, uh, we call it an accusation audit. What are they going to say bad? What is their, what are their fears for this transaction? Right. Right. And then you, it's to, if (laughs) you point those out, it's not some underlying uh, negative thing. And then you need to emphasize the positive things.
1: Hmm. yeah
0: so yeah, it makes uh, it,
1: it makes it seem like like yeah you've got these you've got these things going on like you go back to the car yeah you know, yeah it needs new tires and yeah uh you know there's some some problems with the brakes right but overall <laughs> it's a good car and it makes it seem like it's uh the the bads aren't that bad and the goods are really good yeah, I
0: mean, like so. you can lay your hat on the engine runs good, the transmission's great, and it's a four wheel drive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So the, I mean, so we got be a mirror, and we got accusation audit. You need to neutralize the negative, reinforce the positive in all negotiations. Um, the other thing I have, you need to have empathy, and you what really what you need to do when I say mirror, you also need to make your focus your focus needs to be listening mm-hmm. um this is the hardest thing to do because your bias is going to affect your negotiating ability you you really need to make your focus listening to their needs and why they want what you're selling okay so when somebody is approaching you wanting to buy your thing you can have your own biases about why why they want to buy your product, right? And the the best way to overcome your own bias is to just listen. Mm-hmm. So you need to make your sole focus listening, and then you will find out what's important to them. And you need right. to actively consider, you know, what you need to hang your hat on, because whatever you think their intentions were they, it might not even be the case. You know, if you're someone's buying a truck, you know, you might think, Oh yeah, they want it to be four wheel drive, blah, blah, blah. But maybe they just need the bed space to haul pallets or something. Maybe that's not even important, Mm -hmm. but you need to, um, really listen into what they're saying and adapt.
1: Yeah. I mean, that makes total sense.
0: The last thing I really want to talk about was the F word and when to use it. Mm hmm. I was hoping is, we'd get to this point. <laughs> that word is fair. <laughs> that, is the, that is like the sword of a negotiation. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not the real F word. Um, everybody wants a fair deal, right? Mm-hmm. And that is a word you can pull out to, even if you're in a stalemate on price or, you know, you never also, you never want to name the price first, right? If they're like trying mm-hmm. to get you a spell number. The good line is, what do you think is fair? If you're going to try to, they want you to spit out a lower price, right? Mm-hmm. Um, fair is a, everybody wants fair. And that is a, it's just a great sword to swing mm. when you're in a negotiation <laughs> because yeah, it's like, it negates all those negative feelings. Um, you're in a, negotiation and they think you're trying to screw them over and but when you bring out that word fair it really brings feelings of empathy Mm -hmm. forward and i I just think that
1: is a great tool to use when it comes to negotiating it kind of it kind of like brings their guard down and makes them trust you a little bit more it's like oh he's not trying to screw me over he's just trying to make it fair right yeah
0: yeah these are I mean, I've had a lot of experience and that's the way I already kind of operated by trial mm. and error. Um, but I, I mean, I really think if you mirror there, when you start negotiating, you need to mirror their initial reactions and in mm-hmm. speech and you need to choose. And then depending on, you know, you need to let that conversation go how it will, um, keep open-ended questions. Don't use your own bias you don't know their reasons exactly like throw your biases out the window and listen. Mm -hmm. That is the second key point. You have to listen, which is hard to do, Mm -hmm. um, especially because humans are full of their own biases come to anything. And another thing I wanted to talk about in a negotiation is mastering. No, like to a lot of people, when they hear that word, no, um, to many, maybe inexperience with negotiations, I mean, that's the end, right? But right. but really I I am more weary of an early yes. More deals I've had have fell through when they're quick to say yes, because yes is an easy out, and then mm-hmm. you know they'll leave and later, you know, it's it's kind of like an easy way to end the conversation, is a quick yes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll buy it. Uh, yeah, I'll buy that truck, and then you, you, they'll be back later, and it just never happens. They never come. Really, no, is the beginning of yes, because that's what to me no, like if you if you do spit a number out there and they say no, that's that's the beginning of the negotiation, right? right? Like then the negotiating really starts when you've Mm -hmm. you you know, kind of defines the battle lines, like right um no can mean you know a lot of things like it it really where where you find that no is where you find a lot of information uh you can find that maybe you're making somebody uncomfortable or maybe they can't afford it or they need more information if they Mm -hmm. haven't if you have a no or they need to talk to somebody else or you're going to find their root then you can find the cause of the no and then you can begin to overcome it. To me, no is almost, it's kind of important to get to no at first. <laughs> and right. then that's when your negotiation really starts. Sure. That so don't sense. let no kill your deal. Right. Because to me, to me, I've I've worked through more no's that, and one than I have yeses. Like mm-hmm. honestly, I can honestly say a quick yes, like, has led to more failed deals than a long than term I, a, yeah. Than a no that I've overcome. It's like a quick yes is almost worse than a no. Yeah. I swear, sounds kind of weird, but don't let the no scare you away because then you can find more negotiation. You you're really going to find their root reasons mm-hmm. when you hear that no. Then you start asking why. And um, it, you can and, then, get the and then you listen,
1: then you gotta listen, yeah. <laughs> then you listen.
0: Then we got, you know, tactical pauses. You know, you don't want to just vomit information, cause, because you you know it's pausing is a really important thing. I know I'm like kind of jumping all around here, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's a really complex orchestra you're you're singing here but you really the Mm -hmm. main goal is to neutralize the negatives stay positive keep a smile on your face and do the accusation audit to get their guard down let them know you're Mm -hmm. not trying to screw them over point out the obvious negatives and then you're going to try to come to fair Mm -hmm. that's all i got i don't know what what were your thoughts on negotiating,
1: yeah, I I don't know. I'm not a big, uh, I'm not really a wheeling and dealing guy like you are. I don't do, I don't do a whole lot of like formal negotiating. But you know, again, going back to kids, uh, you know, just trying to get my oldest to eat something different is yeah uh, is a negotiation in itself. And uh, you know, I think sometimes it's hard for me to keep it smile on my face. You know what I mean? You <laughs> keep I get, that smile, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because, I mean, they, especially when you're dealing with kids, then they just, they, you know, if they can sense your anger, they just shut down. Uh, right. And then the, right. they dig their heels in and it's you never get anywhere. So, yes, uh, yeah, I mean, those are, those are some pretty good points you brought up there.
0: Yeah. I mean, this one, I don't know how much it goes on without saying, but if you're trying to reach your target price, uh, it's always good to start high. Not mm-hmm. out of the realm of, of reality high, but you always want to start about 40% high in your negotiation Mm -hmm. if you're selling. And if you are offering, you want to be that same 40% low. Mm -hmm. And then you need to make three. I'd be ready to have three counter offers from your initial starting point before you get to your price you want to be. So, I mean, that, that's just a tried and true kind of way to negotiate mm-hmm. really anything. You want to start 40% above or below your end goal price. And when you get mm-hmm. there, uh, depending on how big the item is, if it's a truck or car, or house, but if you're at your max and you want them to know that, uh, you should start throwing in non-monetary items. <laughs> Whether they want them or not, and that will let them know you are at your limit. Yeah, <laughs> it's a kind of a tactic I've always used, and it works. I mean, that's when people really know you're scraping the barrel. You, you're, you're like, you're spent. <laughs> I'll give you
1: twenty thousand and this Pokemon card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I have my uh,
0: my Civil War sword. <laughs> no, stuff, something, that, something that you don't want. But I mean, that yeah. non-monetary item. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, like when you get to a stalemate in a negotiation, mm-hmm. they're wanting you to spit out a price mm-hmm. and no one's saying nothing. You're like, ah, well, you know, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, if you, you don't want to say the price first, so mm-hmm. you can deflect to non, non-monetary terms of the sale is a good tactic to use. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you could, you could use. Some of your accusation your accusation audit items like you know well, my truck's got an exhaust leak uh i'll f- I'll fix that exhaust leak before you before I give it to you like just to, to start deflecting on things you might do to improve their side to further gain the fact that you're trying to reach a deal, mm-hmm. and then True. that might help them become more sympathetic with you and spit out a price anyways. If you don't have anything else, that those are some of my tips.
1: And like no, I said, um I, I think that was uh that was pretty good, pretty detailed. Uh it's it's clear that you have done a lot of negotiating in your life. Uh yeah. See, I, I have not, so I appreciate the lesson. Right, right, <laughs> right
0: on. I, hey, maybe this will help. I was really interested in this some of Clayton's Yeah. I, tactics, I was, but I was hoping he save would save for here. another time, man. Yeah, cause I know one thing you should always have slick back greasy hair <laughs> and a uh a cheap jacket, a like yeah. ch- a, a large flowy jacket, greasy hair, and like a uh some an oral fixation object like a lollipop or a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Toothpick. <laughs> Toothpick, overbearing voice. No. The takeaway and, here is And use the real F word. Yeah, the takeaway here is keep a smile on your face and listen to what they're saying and just try to gain that trust and empathy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the yeah. best way, tried and true to negotiate. Yep. Makes sense. All right. Man, what's this show? Current events? <laughs> Current events up next. Man. Who I, so, I could I
1: could I could talk negotiating for a
0: long time.
1: I can tell. <laughs> So <laughs> I mean, it's obviously something you enjoy. You do it all the time. Um, yeah. So,
0: but we'll talk about it again. I got a couple of guests I want to come on that are master negotiators. Yeah. So, so, anyways, what what did you see in the internet waves? <laughs> this uh, week, current events.
1: Big news I saw this week was the uh, the kidnappings. Uh, Americans in Mexico got kidnapped. Uh, a couple of them got killed. The yeah, cartel, the cartel were, has now.
0: Just two got
1: killed. Uh, two were killed. One was wounded, uh, but there were four total. So one was okay. Um, wow. I guess as as okay as you can be being kidnapped by the Mexican drug cartel. But right, um, I saw that. Yeah. So the cartel has now turned in some of their members, and they have issued an apology to the United States and to the families. Um, They admitted that it was, it was their people. They made a mistake. We're sorry. Um, Yeah. Here's the guys who did it. You can send them to jail.
0: It was really a wild twist in events scene. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's really like kind of just goes to show the way the modern world is like the cartel rebukes some of their members on social media. and Well, well they actually turned them in. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this cartel is trying to <laughs> prove they have some kind of moral code.
1: Well, I think, I think what it is, um, you know, when COVID hit, people stopped traveling. Right. But the people that did travel, they had to go to a place where there were way less restrictions. Right. So people started going to Mexico way more frequently. Uh, Mexico was wide open, and and they were okay with it. No masks, nothing like that. So you could have a somewhat normal vacation going to Mexico. So Mexican tourism went through the roof. And as you know, the cartel owns like everything in Mexico. Apparently. So so for them, it's this is a PR stunt. They're they're trying to save face so that people will still come to Mexico on their tourists. Vacation, it's pretty you know. crazy. It's sad, um, but, but yeah. But the these people were actually going down there to get some sort of surgery. So I don't know if it's a, a money thing or um, if it's kind of a I don't know less than uh, optimal surgery. Maybe it's it's something that's not legal in the states, so they had to go to Mexico to get it. Really? Uh, not I'm not sure what the what the reasons for going to Mexico to get surgery are, but that's what they were down there for. And that's when this event happened, where they were kidnapped, and a couple of them got shot. So, very unfortunate, very sad. But, yeah, kind of interesting that the, the cartels kind of turn in members of their own, you know?
0: Yeah, they're trying to save face. Yeah. It's crazy. But I don't like it. Guys,
1: but at the same time, these guys are going to go to Mexican jail. And who do you think runs the Mexican jails? <laughs> I mean, I mean, these guys, will. it'll be, they're just going to be doing stuff on the inside instead of on the outside, right?
0: I mean, you're kind of a Mexican vacationer, aren't you? Haven't you done that? I, the, I have yeah.
1: been, I have been to Mexico.
0: Not me. I'm all out on Mexico. <laughs> but.
1: but see, we went, we went to a little island off Cancun, right? And it's like detached from the rest of Mexico. It's, it's an island. And I was actually talking to a Mexican guy um that lives in Monterey um during that trip to Texas. He was on the trip as well. And I was talking to him and I asked him if he's ever been to that island. And he goes, That's not Mexico. He says, I've been there. That's not Mexico. <laughs> it's not real Mexico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, well I want to go to real Mexico. That's the Mexico I want to go to. That's the <laughs> Yeah. That's that's my Mexico. I'll go there.
0: <laughs> I'm. A, I might like go to the Bahamas or the U.S. Virgin Islands mm-hmm. or something. I'm. I am i no no Mexico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no way. No way. I. I think there. I saw the U.S. announce some travel advisories. Do not travel to certain parts of Mexico. But like, what do you well, mean certain are, parts of Mexico?
1: Like, they they have those uh, travel advisories out. There's like different threat levels for like every country. And Mexico has always been like high risk, always. Yeah, but so, they they had it was a, it was high risk when I went there. <laughs> so
0: there are 32 states in Mexico that the U.S. State Department has announced do not travel advisories. They're in place. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, how you? I don't even know how many states are in Mexico, but 32 of them you shouldn't go to. So, isn't that <laughs> like just weird? Like, it's usually by country, right? Like I, like you said, you, it's just weird. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you really got to do your research before you yeah. travel. But uh, I don't know. How many states are in Mexico, dude? That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. I don't know. I have to Google it. I am. <laughs> How many states in Mexico?
1: It says there's are 32. What? Dude. Uh, Google says 31. (laughs) What the hell did I just read then? Huh? I don't know. It
0: said, hold on. It says, oh, there are 32 states in Mexico. The U.S. has. Do not travel advisories in place for six of the
1: states. Okay. Oh, okay. So six out of thirty, six out of thirty-two ain't bad. Yeah, no, it's not bad. It's like,
0: (laughs) what would the states be in the in the United States you wouldn't (laughs) want to visit? So there's six. Let's say there's three. Let's pick some. Hmm. I'm going to go number one, (laughs) California. Arizona,
1: <laughs> and
0: where else? Do not go, New York.
1: Yeah, probably not New York.
0: Chicago. <laughs> Ours yeah. are like cities. Yeah. I wonder if uh, there's probably none, but if there's any other countries so, that have do not travel advisories on us, divvy us out. I'm
1: sure that. Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. I don't know. Um, we so sure I am take- I'm looking at the uh, U.S. State Department's travel advisory website, and for yeah. Mexico, there there are six states that it says do not travel to. Not to cr- <laughs> it, it, it says like uh, Kalima State due to crime and kidnapping, uh, Guerrero State due to crime, <laughs> and like all of them are are crime and kidnapping, um, yeah. and then. The next section is reconsider travel. There are seven of those um, so due like to half. crime and kidnapping. Yeah. Toes out to like and, half. And then there's uh, exercise increased caution when traveling to these ones. And okay, there. Uh, yeah, it's six and seven. It's all of them but two because then there's exercise normal precautions and there's two of them listed there.
0: There's only two
1: states you should travel to, to probably. Yeah. Travel to with regular caution. <laughs> Most of them are um, increased caution. So go there, but be careful. More
0: than normally care. So there's only two states you can actually normal caution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I wonder what those are like probably the ones with Cancun and what's the other. N- no,
1: I, can- Cancun is increased caution. Oh, okay, I don't know, Dude, I'm not a Mexican traveler, so yeah, interesting. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. Definitely.
0: We had another
1: current event. I I was thinking about the Silicon Valley Bank.
0: Oh yeah, man, that
1: seems like a big deal. It seems like a big deal.
0: Silicon, um, silicon. Are you supposed to say silicon? Silicone. I think it's silicon. Silicon Valley Bank. So. Yep. That is it's how we say it in Ohio. Silicon. <laughs> Sicilin'. <laughs> I don't know. So um, it's kind of a big deal. It's like, it's a big bank. It's like as mm-hmm. big as any, as big as any bank to go down. And a lot of these tech California based companies are involved and it's really going to mm-hmm. cause a lot of repercussions in the economy man it it's kind it, it, it's a big deal
1: oh it's definitely a big deal
0: so this is this is a fdic insured bank
1: right but the fdic is only for what quarter million only insured up to a quarter million 250,000 and the, this bank has billions that it lost this bank has went
0: down and honestly like i i honestly hardly can comprehend you know what that means yeah. For companies that banked with them and individuals, I, I assume yeah. you know, it's mainly based in California, right? But there's a lot of money yeah. over there and a lot of big companies and industries. Like, this bank just went under. Like, your yeah. money
1: gone. It's, it's just, we don't have money.
0: No matter how much you had <laughs> in there, you're only getting two, a quarter mil bag. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's the crazy. Thing is, so. I don't know. I'm not I don't know a whole lot about the FDIC, but if you get if every person, every company that has a quarter million dollars in that bank gets a quarter of a million dollars, it's not very much. They they're not they're going to run out of money, right? The FDICs yeah. I mean the FDIC won't be able to pay out what if another bank collapses? Now you know, if if my bank collapses, am I going to get any of the money? Because they're going to be spending all of their. The FDIC's fucking broke now.
0: Well, Sorry. if you, if you the FDIC's broke, <laughs> maybe the um, moral of the story is <laughs> whoever you bank with. If you have a lot of money, you should put more than a quarter million in one bank because that's all. If crap happens, that's all you're going to get. So, yep. I, I mean, I imagine. A lot of really wealthy people try to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you're talking some of the richer people in America, how many banks mm-hmm. are there to split like where's just Jeff, Jeff yeah. Bezos have all his wealth stored? You know, it's <laughs> like you can't <laughs> you can't have, yeah. just have a quarter million in each FDIC insured bank. There's not enough for some people. It's crazy.
1: It is crazy.
0: Fifty um, percent of tech companies in the Bay Area if California banked with this bank, it's really going to cause a lot of repercussions on the economy, especially in California. Yeah. Um, You know, it's crazy. It's crazy news. Like, I I guess we're going to find out what happens in real time, but man, uh, if you have money in any of these companies (laughs) that did business with SVB bank, you got to get it out. I mean, I, I I'm sure it's too late, but fintech, which owns um, Sophie the student loan company, Stripe, uh-huh. Robinhood, Cash App, Venmo, Affirm, all these payment processors, mm-hmm. yep. they had all their money in uh, Silicon Valley Bank. It's like this is a big deal,
1: dude. Their transaction so, fees are about to go through the roof. <laughs> yeah, the, you know that's a
0: lot of just what I listed there. That's one company that does business that did their those. business with that with silicon yeah. valley bank and that's a lot of big names like sophie the, the student loan refinancing
1: yeah and you know
0: cash app everybody's heard of cash Map. venmo
1: venmo like, yeah they did venmo venmo is like a verb now <laughs> it's, it's yeah, like venmo used in money. regular it's yeah it's so All common. their money it was in. <laughs>
0: i don't know of all of it but a lot of it was in that bank <laughs> It's freaking crazy, dude.
1: That is crazy. Yeah. Well, I don't
0: Venmo, so yeah,
1: (laughs) you're more of a cat, more of a cash app guy. I'm more of a cash
0: money guy (laughs) or hard paper. I like real property, like assets, like tangible items. Mm. I own is where my literally, like. 75% 75% of my money is in things like real things that I could just like yeah. walk up and sell it to some guy. Like, <laughs> You know? Makes sense. I don't know. It seems. Smart. I mean, that's,
1: it's definitely the safer way to go. You're not really relying on real estate else. is something
0: no one can really ever take away from you. And it's value. Right. Just it, it's, it, it, it it's real, you know? I, yeah. I mean, I, one of the best advice I ever heard from somebody he told me like the best thing to do with your money is get rid of it like don't just put it in the <laughs> bank just get rid of it and buy something <laughs> that you know is going to hold its value right. no matter what
1: right you know i
0: mean, I mean yeah i
1: mean it, at the end of the day even cash is just paper right we assign the value to it but at the end of the day that's that's all it is and <laughs> and my money in a bank is just a number on a screen right that's not going to yeah, help you. If... And
0: if you put it in an SVB, <laughs> or an SVB, Silicon yeah. Valley Bank, and yeah. you know, you wake up and they're just like, well,
1: it's gone. Well, that number is <laughs> a lot smaller now. Yeah. That reminds me of that <laughs> South Park episode. <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. What, epi- what was that? Uh, it, it, he was actually, he went and put his money into, <laughs> Stan went and put his money from like his birthday into his savings account and the guy's like and it's gone it's <laughs> like what it's gone yep you lost it we it's like, an uh, investment and uh it's gone <laughs> no god that's
0: that <laughs> one reigns so true right now it's mm-hmm. like the simpsons family guy in south park like they got like a episode for everything like everything man. those are like the smartest guys in the world right? <laughs> <laughs> they have to be I just put my money, my paycheck in <laughs> Silicon Valley Bank, and it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: it's not mean. I mean,
0: I really do feel bad for people affected by this. Like, yeah, I mean, my, my paycheck, everybody's paycheck goes into a bank, right? Like, who's cashing yeah. checks and going to the bank and getting cash? Right? It's like you wake up one day and your bank is just like <laughs> bankrupt. <It's dying. laughs> they, they don't have any money. Yeah. Because ah, a lot of banks don't have liquid money. They like invested in weird. I, I think they like invest in real like they only have 10% in actual cash bonds. It's it, it's kind of right. messed up. And then like the rest is like their quirky stock portfolio. They like invest mm. your money, right? It's it's kind of right. crazy concept, but get your money out of that bank. All right. banks. If yeah, unless you have like, well, you get a quarter million. Yep. Fine. So if you have more than that, get it out. Uh, More of the story.
1: Yep. All right, what you got? What the crap? What the crap. All right. I've got um the crap. So in April of twenty twenty two, a man named Richard Mage. Mage? Mage. 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 Yep. Yep. Anyway, fifty three years old from Illinois. Uh, he went missing, April 2022. Um, the police looked for him, couldn't find him. They searched the home twice, could not find him. Okay. Um, so then in December, uh, his wife goes, December 2022, his wife goes to get the Christmas decorations out of the closet. Guess what she finds? <laughs> her, her husband's body.
0: Oh, I thought he's going to be alive.
1: Nope. Um, apparently they just did the autopsy, finished the autopsy and released those reports, uh, this week. And, um, he died by suicide, um, and did it in this hidden closet inside the house. And it took them eight, eight months to find the body. Yikes. That's a nasty scene. But the, so... Apparently, it was a nasty scene um, because they couldn't smell the body or anything. Yeah. Because the cops said that the uh, the house, they described it as a hoarder house and that it had like a sewer smell. But she was still living in there? Oh, yeah. Yep. And they said his body was mummified, so it, it like wasn't putting off a smell anymore.
0: Gosh,
1: dude. Yeah. Wow. What the crap, man! What but they the search. They searched the house twice and couldn't find him. The police, yeah. The police, yeah. Because there's so much crap. But apparently,
0: so, so much. What the crap going on in there? <laughs> yeah. What state was this? Illinois. Wow, it's just yeah. one of them states. It. It's on the just do not fly, do not visit,
1: <laughs> do not visit. Probably because of Chicago, good. but also because of this. The only thing good in Illinois
0: is good, good old farmland. Some whitetail buck hunting. Chicago's that.
1: got some good food. Yeah, I've, have you ever been? I've, yeah, yeah, I've been a couple I've times. You? Yep they I, they actually uh, they have my I think my favorite food in the country. I think they have the best food. Everything there is awesome.
0: Just everything, isn't everything? Like they have, dish they style have good pizza
1: yep awesome I love it um, their pizza's good their pasta's good their Italian food uh, like uh, uh, Italian sandwiches uh, they got good Mexican food like it's everything. everything's good. Have you
0: went with your wife or just by yourself? By myself
1: <laughs> It's like business yeah
0: yeah I'm just dying I'm scared to get to Chicago after all the you know yeah. there's just a lot of crime there yeah like, I, I don't have a reason to go. I mean, business, I get it. Is it, is yeah. it expensive? I heard it was like really expensive. It's, like a pizza it's, is like yeah. tw- 25 bucks or,
1: yeah. But the, those deep dish pizzas though, they're, <laughs> it's like a casserole. It's, uh, it's not, it's not a pizza. You have to like, it's eat like it lasagna. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's like a lasagna.
0: <laughs> I mean, I need to go sometime. Like, like I said, yeah. Mexico is off my radar for places to travel because I got so many places in the yeah. United States I need to go. Yeah, we
1: should get we should get a that should be one of our family vacations that we do and yeah, go up there and, and stay like uh try to get something like near the lake or something what lake see I'm ignorant it's uh is it Lake Michigan that's there in Chicago really mm mm-hmm. but that was it's like it's like right on the lake Lake Michigan's like a great lake yes
0: Chicago it is Lake Michigan
1: is a great lake? Uh, yes, it is Kidding Lake me. Michigan. You're blowing my mind. <laughs> it's it's Lake Michigan.
0: I I didn't think Chicago was that. Oh, I guess they do wrap around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it now. I didn't Where did realize. You think did... Chicago was. <laughs> I thought it was like in the middle of <laughs> Illinois, dude. Oh uh, no! It's, I mean, uh... I, I realize. Yeah, it's clear up in the northeast corner, right along yep. Lake Michigan. Yep. Well, that explains a lot in my peanut brain. <laughs> it does. It's like, what's the what's the uh, significance of Chicago? It's because they used the Great Lakes to, to
1: trade, apparently, back in the yep. day. Yep, that's, that's absolutely the baby. case. Wow. And so is Milwaukee. Milwaukee was actually built. It blew up because of the Great Chicago Fire. And they oh, are, yeah? it's, it's it's about a 90-minute drive from Milwaukee to Chicago. It's real close. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they were able to uh, ship supplies and workers and, most importantly, beer down uh, from Milwaukee <laughs> to uh, rebuild Chicago after the fire.
0: No, the dump, dude, you just blew my mind. Like, in my brain, Chicago it was... Like- was- like a long right in interstate 70. seventy, right in the middle of Illinois. <laughs> yeah. That that's it what is. everything has changed now. Like I thought it was Columbus, Indianapolis, Chicago. Like you're just gonna hit all the play all the hits yeah. on your way out I seventy. No, apparently not. Nope. nope. Chicago no, you,
1: you really get nothing on I seventy uh in Illinois. It's uh yeah. it's not until you get out of Illinois and you get into St. Louis. I seventy
0: I mean, it does. It run completely across the country. Uh,
1: I mean, no,
0: it ends. I know it goes, makes it to Colorado. I, I think it's in Utah that it ends. It's over. Just Utah. Oh, you okay. just get out at Utah and you become a Mormon and wander around. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're yeah, kidding it looks
0: me. Like, yeah, I-70 ends in Utah. Yeah, that's freaking wild. <laughs> Why didn't they just continue on to Nevada? They can make it. (laughs) They're so close. It's so close. (laughs) Utah is so close. You just got to get to Nevada and then California, and I seventy will make it across the country. Yeah. Buck stops at Utah, dude. (laughs) What a geography lesson on on True Patriot podcast today.
1: Yep. Yep. Thanks. We love our we love our country, and it's important to know about it. Yeah, well I got
0: I got some rim to learn, apparently. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. i hey, I'm always down for a good lesson about the Midwest. <laughs> right, right. I love I love the Midwest. Midwest. <laughs>
0: um my what the crap this week has to be um it was international women's was it week or month? I think it was just day. International Women's Day, I think so. Um, your hero, Jill Biden,
1: awarded the Jill it, Biden. What would I say? I, I didn't know if you. I thought you said Joe.
0: Jill. Uh, I mean, I have an accent. I know, yeah. but your hero, <laughs> my hero. I, didn't, now. I know Joe Biden's not your hero, but I know you, <laughs> I know you got you kind of got the hots for Jill, right, Doctor Biden. Have I said that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you love Joe Biden. Who doesn't? No, uh, I'm giving you crap because <laughs> your Patriot of the Week was when Jill Biden awarded Harry, gosh, what's his last name, from Ohio State? Oh, Harry Miller. Harry Miller. Yeah, uh, invited to the State
1: of the Union. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So Jill Biden presented um, a man on, inter- <laughs> well, not man. It's a- it's A, a uh, biological male. A biological male was recognized on Women's Day by Jill Biden um, as a recipient of some type of award. Woman of the Year is a man. Uh,
1: it, was it Woman of the Year or Woman of the Day?
0: Woman of the Day.
1: <laughs> That's where I was getting tripped up. Yeah. It's International Women's Day,
0: but okay. the w- award was
1: the award was International Woman of Courage. Woman of the Year is a Man.
0: It's International Woman of Courage Award on International Women's Day. All right, this is fucked up. All right. <laughs> so your hero presented a biological male with the International Woman of Courage Award on International Woman's Day at the White House.
1: <laughs> Clap it up, Clap it up.
0: <laughs> man. Like, I mean, I'm a man, but it's kind of what the crappy to me. Like, yeah, it,
1: like there was no like this. This is there's, not n- there's just, no women, <laughs> there's yeah, no crazy like, women out there that were I mean, born I'm, women and have been women their entire lives.
0: I'm not exactly a transphobic or whatever. Like, I don't yeah. care, whatever you want to do, that's fine. But, on this is not a this is not just like US Women's Day. This is international. international. This is global. <laughs> global international woman of courage is a, a biological male. <laughs> I mean, man. Yeah. I I I'm kind of seeing that as a slap in the face to women. If, like there's yes. no normal biological nope. woman that's worthy of this award and Dr. In-
1: Jill says that that biological women just need to step their game up. Yeah,
0: that reminds me of... <laughs> anyways, that's my what the crap. Like That's
1: that's something, by the way, that would happen on a South Park episode.
0: <laughs> Honestly, this whole like administration is like a big South Park episode. <laughs> it is. <laughs> the it International is. Woman of Courage <laughs> is presented to a biological male that transitioned into a woman on International Women's Day. At the White House, and they, they had a big press conference. There's like a woman general in the background. <laughs> I don't even know anymore, man. It's like, yeah, this is like Twilight Zone White House. Like, what's going on? I don't get it. Uh, I, I just, I just kind of for the women. As a father of two daughters, I just wish like the the biological women could get some respect. Yeah. And recognition, because I know there's really awesome women out there, and yes. then they're like, they're handing out all these awards to transgenders, right? And they're it's like, you know, it's like what the crap yeah. <laughs> to me. Yeah. It's a it's what the crap worthy to me.
1: <laughs> that like, is what the crap worthy. Maybe next week Does, we can pick.
0: We can pick a the true patriot international, international women of, of the yeah. year.
1: Yeah, but then you're going to give it to Britney Griner.
0: I mean, probably (laughs) not. I don't have anything against Britney Griner. Like, I'm glad she's home, but I just thought she kind of made some bad decisions. And yeah, luckily, she's a citizen of the greatest country in the world. And the Biden team did get her back, but in exchange for like a Russian
1: (laughs) war criminal. Yeah, arms (laughs) dealer. Yeah. Yeah
0: kind of not the same but whatever I mean if I if that happened to my daughter I wish you know find a way to bring her back
1: yeah maybe we just need Joe Biden to listen to this episode of the podcast and he can do some better job negotiating next time Joe Biden's not
0: calling the shots (laughs) kind of Joe Biden and Joe's like the cuck it's kind (laughs) of messed up hey remember Joe Biden kissing face with uh gosh kamala harris's Harris's husband husband. (laughs) this is like so south parky like it's kind of like throwing me off
1: it is it's crazy
0: dude it is i love my country but man this administration is a south park episode um anyways you got anything on the sports ways i know like
1: when's march madness kickoff i've been waiting on it so today is selection sunday uh when you guys are listening to this the brackets will be out. Should we do That's a nice, uh should we do a March Madness pool? Maybe give out a prize or something to the winner. I mean, I got hats.
0: Yeah. But but how do we do it? I don't know. That that could be your thing. I mean, you're yeah. a sports guy.
1: All right, I'll set one up and uh we will do a, a uh, uh, we'll,
0: yeah. TPP we'll just, March Madness bracket. Yeah. i will create
1: gets a I'll create a, a pool, you just enter it. Um, we'll, yeah, going really be fun. Yeah,
0: winner gets a, a true patriot it.
1: hat. Yeah, so I'm down that be, yeah. All right, be I'll fun. set that up this afternoon. We'll, we'll share uh, tomorrow or I guess today. So, so did, when uh, do the games start? Uh, the playing games will be Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, wow. and then, yeah, so quick. So, then Thursday's. Thursday. Thursday's is the official start. Yep.
0: So really, do, can you set it up so it starts on
1: Thursday? Might as well. Y- yeah, yeah. It'll, it, everything will lock on Thursday. Sounds good. Thursday around it's noon. Exciting. So. Exciting. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, the Buckeyes almost pulled it off, man. They had ah, a heck of a run. Did you see, Did you see that? No. They were the third. They were the thirteen seed in the Big Ten tournament. Really? Uh, uh, that yeah. They've had a really bad season and. uh <laughs> So, so what, they made some noise
0: in the Big Ten tournament. I haven't paid attention.
1: They beat Wisconsin, Iowa, and Michigan State. Wow! They they got to the semifinal and they lost to Purdue yesterday. Um, but they even gave Purdue a game. Um,
0: yeah, and they're like they, one they of just, the top teams in the country.
1: Purdue will probably be Purdue will probably be a one seed. Wow! For Sure, they have a guy on their team that's seven foot four. Um, wow! Yeah, he's pretty good. So the problem that the Buckeyes ran into yesterday is. Uh, they have one guy that's like six ten, six eleven that was guarding him, but he got in foul trouble. So they had to put a six five guard on the seven foot four monster. Dude, I cannot even I, I yeah. did not know Purdue
0: had a seven four guy, but like yeah. I'm having a hard time comprehending how big a seven
1: foot four guy is. Dude, it's 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 not fair watching him play. Is he athletic um, at all? Like it I really mean really he have to be, but yeah. As, as far as uh, seven-foot-four guys can be athletic, yeah, he is. Um, what a giant. What's his name? Zach Eady. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's, so uh, I'm
0: guessing he's only spending like one year in college or whatever they're making him do. No, he's,
1: he's, he's a junior, I believe. Maybe even a senior. I but, just
0: like – I can't – I'm finding it hard to believe this dude wound up at Purdue. Well,
1: Purdue has a history of – Paying their Uh, players good, (laughs) no producing good big men, like developing good big men. And he started playing basketball late in his life, like he was like a junior in high school when he started playing basketball. So he's like, "Hey, I want from uh, Canada from Toronto. Freaking nature, dude. Yeah, yeah. So he's he like they said he sought out Purdue. He he said I want to go to Purdue because they do such a good job of developing their big men and teaching them how to play." You know basketball as a big man. Have you ever um, been to
0: Purdue's campus?
1: I have not. It's so lame. It's like really, <laughs>
0: really not desirable.
1: But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, shouts to yeah. them though. Yeah. So, March Madness starts up this week. Uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. We've got we've got some. Uh, Is that
0: guy from Alabama still like playing?
1: Oh yeah, he'll be there. Murder guy. Yep, murder guy. He's still there. Okay. Um, not not actual murder guy, but guy, guy that who gave, gave him the gun. gun. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Just checking. Uh, in. <laughs> <laughs> big news in the NFL this week. Uh, of course, the draft is coming up. Uh, the Bears had the number one pick. They have traded the number one pick to the Carolina Panthers. Um, they got oh, two yeah? first rounds, a couple second round picks, and uh, and DJ Moore who's their top wide receiver. So he'll be teaming up with Justin Fields. So that means that they, uh, they obviously feel that Justin Fields is their guy, which I think is a good move on their part. Um, So we'll see who uh, Carolina ends up drafting with the first pick. He's in. I don't know. So it's really between three guys and it's whichever one they like the best. Um, One of them, of course, is CJ Stroud, the Buckeye quarterback. He's, in my mind, he's yeah. the best. He's the most pro-ready quarterback. Uh, he's the guy that's going to come in and have the most immediate success. Yeah. Bryce Young from Alabama is the other one. He, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's small, but he's very athletic, and he had a great career at Alabama.
0: Bryce Young, kind of one of those just winners. Like who he, he just wins. Yeah, he's got the Seems,
1: intangibles. Yeah, he's just a hard seemed, guy to bottle up.
0: Yeah, I've seen them in a lot of bad situations, and he's just like mm. unshakable yeah. guy.
1: And then the other one is this Anthony Richardson, who's the quarterback of Florida. So you're thinking QB?
0: Yeah, it's going to no, definitely you not, don't that. you don't
1: you don't give up that much, uh, <clears throat> it for a number Excuse one pick if you're not taking a quarterback, right? Okay, sorry.
0: Last one is was who? Uh,
1: Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida. But he is. Oh, I've seen this guy. He, like he's he is. I don't <laughs> I don't understand this at all. Florida's not good. He was not good at Florida, and yeah, he's just a physical freak. Um, he like broke he, the vertical jump record. He's like yeah. the biggest quarterback that's come out since Cam Newton. He's I he, mean he's basically he's, he's, he's like basically Cam Newton, Newton two But 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 just not as good at at football. Right. He's like a better athlete, but not as good of a football player and i don't know as if you're drafting him as a wide receiver great uh, or tight end you know that's great but he, How this guy's tall is a quarterback. He? i think he's like 64 65 he's tall yeah he's just a
0: freak athlete and that goes a long way and it does. you know even yeah, yeah it's like one of those wild card <laughs> guys it was like yeah. it was like one of those quarterbacks they don't have a good resume and they get drafted high
1: right just because he looks a the chance. part, they're
0: taking a chance. Yeah, they're taking,
1: yeah. But yeah. man, you don't you don't take a huge chance like that with the number one pick, which really it's it's two first round picks that you're giving up and two second his round picks.
0: Anthony Richardson, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> so.
0: I want to see his numbers so I can read them off. Combine numbers. I mean, he's like the top mark in everything. Four point four three forty time. Uh, and like I think he said, vertical jump. He's he, got yeah, all he, the top numbers. Yeah, freak. Yeah, six four, two hundred forty four pounds, which draws comparison to Cam Newton, who was six five, two forty eight. I mean, that's just a big, athletic guy running a four four forty forty inch vertical. He could be a tight end. <laughs> He's right. Crazy.
1: He's just an so, athlete. Like- Last year at Florida, he completed 53% of his passes for 2,500 yards, uh, 17 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. He's which is going to be a, a great quarterback. It, I mean, or that's a tight not end? terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, What's he, stopping him from being Travis Kelsey 2.0? Uh,
1: just the fact that he wants to be a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> <True>. That's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. like That so, sounds like uh, an awesome tight end Qu- quarterback if you can, but. He's got a yeah. 40 inch vertical and he's six, four or five,
1: six, four. Yeah. That's a, that's some, that's some reach. He's, he's a monster man, but mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see how good he is at quarterback. Yeah. Um, Lamar Jackson, we talked about him a little bit previously. Um, he has now been, they put the signed? franchise tag on him. No, he has not agreed to a deal yet. They put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him, which means. I really that, don't
0: know that. Yeah. think what does so, that mean?
1: Uh, the franchise tag is when they every team gets one franchise tag. They can put it on one player and say, "Hey, we can't come to an agreement with this guy, but, he's but we don't guy. we don't want to lose him, so we're going to put this franchise tag on him." And there's a set amount of money that they have to pay. That they, they can't pay him more. They can't pay him less. It's set based on position every year. Really, um, and it it puts them in like the top, you know, whatever percentile. So they of- get one they get one. So they put they put their tag on Lamar Jackson. So he's going to make like third, I think it was like 32 million dollars this year. But because it's the non-exclusive tag, the number's a little bit so the number's a little bit less, the guaranteed number is a little bit less, but it allows him to go out and he's basically a free agent where he gets to go sign a deal with another team or make a deal with another team. So say uh, the Redskins want to come in and sign him for 40 million per year where the Ravens are only going to pay him 32 the Ravens would then get a chance to match that and we can say you know if Washington wants to pay him 40 Ravens can say we we'll, we'll uh we'll pay him 40 and keep him or they can let him walk he can go take the 40 million dollars with Washington yeah. and the Ravens would get two first round draft picks Wow, from Washington. So <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like a kick the can down the road. But since they did this, what's crazy is everybody's everybody wants to do this, but then uh, they like they, they all wanted Lamar Jackson, but as soon as they put this tag on him, for some reason, nobody wants him. Like Carolina, they, that would have been a great place for him to go. Instead, yeah. instead of giving up the, the two first round picks. To Baltimore, yeah, which, they gave they gave it they gave it up for the first pick in the draft,
0: right? Yeah, so, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, so he's staying with the Ravens
1: as of right now. He is going to stay with the Ravens, but yeah. uh, somebody could come come along, and make him an offer. I guess they have to give we'll, up two first round draft
0: picks for two years in a row. Yep,
1: yeah, which is I mean, which is a big price, and they'd have to pay him a lot of money too, right? So, Yeah, thanks Um, for the
0: clarification.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like a casual Uh, fan. That's fine. That's fine. Um we talked about Aaron two weeks. (laughs) I'll explain it again. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) That's why (laughs) we talked about we talked about Aaron Rodgers. Um what's he and he went on remember he went to that darkness. Yeah, the darkness retreat. Um (laughs) so he's he's back and the rumor has it, nothing official yet, but they're saying it could come out any minute now. Um, this kind of came down yesterday. That um, It sounds like he's going to end up playing for the Jets.
2: Hmm.
1: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, a couple reasons that's funny. That's like, One, a,
0: you just knee-jerked me, dude.
1: <laughs> that's like a
0: death
2: sentence.
1: Yeah. How? How? So... Well, that's where he wants to go play, and the Packers are like, "Okay, good." <laughs> so, a couple oh reasons that's gosh. funny. Of course, you know they—that's uh, awful. They famously... thats what he
0: figured out at the in the dark room <laughs> that he wants to play for the Jets. <laughs> what the hell was he smoking
1: in there? Uh, I don't know, but of course the, he hes he kind of following, following in Brett Farr's footsteps where Brett Favre went to the Jets too, right? <laughs> you Keep Brett Favre's na- name out your mouth, man. Yeah.
0: Keep his name out yeah. your mouth. <laughs>
1: um, uh, But the other reason that this is funny is because Aaron Rodgers is like, it's not funny. It's just sad. He, well, it's funny for us as fans that get to sit oh, back and watch it. Oh, it's great. Yeah, because, it's great. because he is like, he is well known for not getting along with the media. Like, uh, he's just kind of rude to them, and they're not very sympathetic to him and his problems, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, and, uh, he's just like constantly bickering with them. And the right. Jets also are notorious for being awful in the media to their quarterback.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're, so,
1: um, they're like way meaner New- than any
0: of the other, teams. they're like <laughs> they're in New York, New York, right? They're New York, mm-hmm. New, New York. York. Where yes. are the Giants? Are they also in New York?
1: Yeah, yep. They got. I guess it's New, technically New Jersey, but it's just on the other side of the river, right? I, I so. they are. Yes, the Giant Stadium is in New
0: Jersey. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that that was. <laughs>
1: that was what? Yeah. Why are they called the New it's York like New York's, Giants? Because New York's the market, right? It's. Uh, I mean, it's literally right on the other side of the river from. A, Look it so up. The, Dude, are you we'll ge- kidding me? We'll do geography again.
0: The New York Giants Stadium is in New Jersey.
1: Yes. Are you serious? Yep. It is. What? 1925 Giants Drive, East Rutherford, New Jersey.
0: What the crap? <laughs> You're yeah. kidding me. The no. New York Giants are in New Jersey. What the hell is going on right now? Yep. Dude, what the heck?
1: Why? Why aren't they the New Jersey Giants? Because uh, New York would increase the value of their franchise.
0: That's like it's that a bigger should market. be illegal. I'm so I'm so confused. My geography's all fucked up. I'm thirty-two, I'm thirty-one. The New York Giants are in New Jersey. Freaking Did
1: you did you know Chicago. that Kansas City was in Kansas City's in Missouri? Did you know that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's there's two Kansas cities. Yeah. There's a Kansas City, Kansas, and a Kansas City, uh, Missouri. Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I knew that, but I thought, I thought, um, Chicago is in the heartland of Illinois and it's not. And I just can't believe the New York Giants aren't in New York. That, that's a real issue with me. That's actually illegal and I'm going to sue.
1: Do you want me to, uh, go one step further and tell you that the Giants and the Jets share a stadium so that they're actually both in New Jersey? The New York Giant, the New York Jets are in New Jersey too?
0: Yes. The hell, dude? <laughs> this is not both, new. <laughs> they're both in New York City? Uh huh. They're like this right is outside so New York City.
1: This is actually illegal. Look it up. Google it. This is illegal. <laughs> MetLife Stadium. MetLife Stadium.
0: And they share a state. They, they're frauds. They don't deserve Aaron <laughs> Rodgers.
1: Oh no, they deserve Aaron Rodgers. That is yeah. going to be a That's that is going to be so much fun to watch that meltdown. Oh, cheaters man, never ridiculous. win. But yeah, that that is <laughs> yeah.
0: dude. I, I yeah, casual fan, mind blown, dumb, true patriot. Update. Wow, yeah. this has been eye opening. True patriot
1: geography lessons.
0: Do you have anything else to blow my mind with? <laughs> I do.
1: I, I do. This is actually a really cool story. They got the uh, world, this is baseball now, World Baseball Classic going on. Um, mm. it, it's kind of like Olympics for baseball, like World Cup for baseball, right? right. Um, so a lot of the major league players are going representing their country. Um, one of the more notable ones is Shohei Otani. He's playing for Japan. Um, mm. He is a sure. very talented baseball player uh, for anybody that doesn't know. He's kind of, made his name because he's a pitcher and a hitter and he's really good at both of them so that's kind of unheard of this guy's just kind of a freak of nature yeah. anyway uh, yeah, he's one of the biggest one of the biggest stars in in the major leagues and uh anyway yeah, he's playing no for te- te- team Japan <laughs> okay <laughs> um so they were playing against the Czech Republic and there was uh, there's a pitcher for the Czech Republic he's not a major league player he's actually an electrician He's just a regular dude that works as an electrician uh, in the Czech Republic that just happens to be good at baseball. So yeah. he was pitching, and he struck out Major League Baseball player Shohei Otani. Yeah, that's awesome. He said the fastest pitch that they fa- fastest pitch he threw was like seventy five miles an hour. Yeah, which is that, which he's is probably like high off. school.
0: <laughs> he's probably really. I mean, he's. Used to hitting fast balls, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, that, so. that does not rattle me as much as the New York Jets <laughs> and Giants being in New Jersey. Yeah. I just thought
1: that was a really cool story.
0: That is really that's cool. A, a something that that's guy's like gonna... the, That's the Czech Patriot of the Week.
1: Yeah. For sure. I almost for made sure. him Patriot of the Week.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess True Patriot Podcast doesn't really... <laughs> Say they have to be a Patriot of the United States. That's true. Patriot of the week could be the Patriot of a different country.
1: Well, if they they would have uh, won the game, I probably would have made him Patriot of the week.
0: Okay. Yeah. I got (laughs) you. There you you go. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, Well, so long as he lets me, we'll keep this going. It's not that great, but, um, you know, We talk about this every week I'm ready to end it I'm tired of it I'm sick of it The Biden gaffe of the week Uh, Here we go He's talking about Donald Trump And he Accidentally calls him The future president On accident And draws a lot of booze Former president
2: With uh, The former president uh, and maybe future president. Anyway, no, I'll all I'll,
0: I'll kidding aside. All kidding aside. So, he calls Donald, he's talking about Donald Trump and he calls him possibly the future president. Like, just out of, <laughs> kind of riding on, uh, on. The
1: former president.
0: Uh, and maybe future president. Anyway, no, Dude, He's getting booed at on, on his own <laughs> Democratic speech conventions, dude. Rough,
2: wow.
0: rough, Tough rough. Tough to be calling your adversary. Possibly, like it's like he's like kind of trying to. He just doesn't even. He wants him to be a future president. <laughs> All right, you ready? Put this back on the rails. Yep. Galatians six nine. Let us not become. Weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest we do not give up galatians 6 9.
1: does that mean
0: it means if you keep working if you keep trying using per- perseverance um what Good things will happen, just not immediately, just at some point. We gotta
1: keep working hard and not give up.
0: And that's pretty much what happened today. Like like we did if we didn't really get um what we the slushie immediately just we got at some point. That's
2: right. <laughs> Good job, buddy. <laughs> so he was <laughs> a
1: little he he was a little thrown off there because when he said perseverance, I was like, "Whoa, that was like awesome! That was a good word." And I kind of lost his train of thought, but I he brought that. it back. So you didn't give him the slushy <laughs> immediately. So what <laughs> happened today? We we went to church, and it was the church's ten, 10 year anniversary of when they started. Right, so they were having a big birthday party, and they had uh, <laughs> cupcakes and face painting, and they had um, <laughs> animal balloons. Right. Uh, so they wanted, they wanted to go get balloon animals, but they, the problem was we waited in line for 20 minutes and the line never moved because Mm. she was, they had one person making balloon animals for all these kids and it was, everybody wanted a bullet. Everyone wanted one, and she was taking her sweet time to make these perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so she's making these big, elaborate balloons, and we're like, "We can't do this. We like we have things to do today. We can't stand here all day waiting on waiting on." We these got balloons. a podcast to do, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, "We gotta go," uh, and of course, Henry did not like that a whole lot. Um, so rough, we rough dad we, day, yeah. So we promised them slushies instead. We we said, "Well, you can get a slushie or we can get you a balloon next time we go to the grocery store." You
0: you re so, you negotiated and redirected. We negotiated
1: it. exactly.
0: And um, at that time monetary <laughs> to them was balloon, but you yeah. redirected to non-monetary slushie. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So we went we went and got them slushies, but they had to wait until we drove from church to the Dairy Queen to get slushies. Heck yeah, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Freaking so you, will, you may not get it immediately, but you will get it eventually. What
0: a guy. <laughs> That's the show. Freedom
2: on.